What's going on, everybody? I'm Derek. I'm Mish. And I'm Doug. And you're listening to Gaming and Chill, episode number 93. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit new. We are closing in on episode 100, and we realize that you've gotten little bits and glimpses into our lives, but, uh, you know, we're wanting to go into a little bit of a life story. So today we're actually getting ready to know Mish a lot better. So there will be some simple yes or no simple questions and some Ask Reddit stuff and everything. And then we'll do a little bit of news. But before we get to that, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, okay, scroll to the bottom Tell me of the page, a little bit about and click yourself. the Humble Bundle partner. All right, I'll just go run down. I was design. born. Thanks, Humble Bundle. As uh, we all were. Guys. Yeah. Uh, a little <laughs> bit later than everyone else on the channel. I'm the youngest member of the channel um, kind of team uh, by about f- four years, which is kind of cool. I mean, I, I, of course, don't have the experience everyone else has, but I definitely have the personality. Um, but I, uh, I was gaming at a young age. My brother was always kind of the gamer in the family just because he was the older brother. And so you guys didn't really have to deal with that, but... Um, I was making an age joke there. Anyways, um, <laughs> so he would always get more of the attention on getting games, so he would have first say, and then I would kind of get to agree with him or get to play the game he picks anyways. Um, that all changed one Christmas when we were like, you know, we can game the system. I'll get a game for you, and you'll get a game for me, but we'll pick out the game and just tell each other what to get, which is the wonderful way to b- get gifts for people, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Because if they just tell you what they want, then you just get them that, they can't be sad. So that Christmas was a Christmas when I got um, Combat Evolved, uh, the, the first game of the Halo series. Ooh! Um, the original one, too, not the remastered version, not anything, the, the Halo Combat Evolved for PC. And it was back when you still had the discs. Oh yeah. So um, it was it was great. I played through it like easily six times within the first oh I'd say three months that I had it, and then I I was just like from that point on I was like I enjoy video games much more than I feel like I get get credit for. So everything keeps going. We never had an Xbox, uh, PS4. We didn't have a console until the Wii came out in our house. We had those little, like, joystick boxes that you plugged into your TV. Oh, God, I hate those. And, I mean, some of them, like, Pole Position was on one of them. That's a great game. And, like, Dig Dug, some of the classic series. But it it just kind of got to the point to where once we got the Wii, it was like, okay, so there is another world. Um, But we kind of just focused around handheld games. So I had the original Game Boy Advance. I had the original, original DS, DS Lite. I never got into anything other than Nintendo, really. Um, but the, uh, a Game Boy game that I really enjoyed, and I actually just repurchased recently, was, uh, Metroid Fusion, um, Great easily game. the oh, best yeah. Game Boy game ever, right next to Rocket Power, uh, Dream Escape or something like that, uh, nice. but no, that's, that's an entire lie, so uh, Rocket you, Power is a trash game. So are you saying that Fusion is better than Zero Mission, in your opinion? Yes, 100%. Okay. Zero Mission's a close second, but Fusion is definitely, I would say, the best game to play on a Game Boy Advance. Um, some runner-ups are like Zero Mission, or if you get the Mega Man games, the Mega Man games are pretty fun on Game Boy and such. Oh, like the Battle Network games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. That uh, Did you ever play Final Fantasy Tactics Advance? I, that's another thing I have to admit that I've done that nobody else on the channel has done, is that's not played Final Fantasy games. I've never once played a Final Fantasy. Here's is that like a personal choice or like? 
availability <laughs> and uh, like of course I didn't have consoles and right. then whenever I wanted to get a game it was like oh well this new <laughs> this new Halo just pops up or this uh, other thing pops up whatever and so it was never just one of those things that I wanted to go do um, same with Kingdom Hearts like it was something I always wanted to play but just didn't have the wherewithal to play it um and so that yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then like on DS, that's when Mario Kart and everything started really getting big uh for me. So that's following it down. I never got a Wii U, but I got a Switch, so I kind of skipped the Wii U and the handheld saga. That's okay. You didn't you didn't uh, really miss much on the Wii. I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that pretty much brings it up to uh I grew up in a small town east of Indianapolis called Greenfield, Indiana. Um, I didn't, I mean, I, I liked it there cause my family was there and there's kind of that heritage of like, that's where my parents live. So I still have to kind of like it, but it's one of those towns you don't stay in after you get old enough. Like 18 years is plenty enough to live in that town. So then I moved to Louisville to go to school. Um, and that's four years ago, five years ago, actually like today. No, four years ago today. Wow. Um, or maybe that's a week ago. That's where it ago. all started sure. downhill, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually where I met Sam. I met Sam my freshman year. And um, it was cool to meet him and kind of get to know him through school first. And then we figured out that he was a really cool, or I figured out that he was a really cool guy that like enjoyed gaming. And um, his in-laws actually kind of adopt me as a, as I don't want to say like a stepchild, but they they definitely are much more kind to me than I deserve someone else's in-laws to be. Um, and so I really appreciate Sam and everything he is. And then I, I mean, I met Doug and Derek through Sam. Um, Sam and I had the villains, which was like the villains, but with Louisville, like the ville, that. And um, we didn't really have a base or anything to go off of. And it was a good idea at the time, but it was just kind of one of these things that Sam and I was like, let's go do this. And then he he knew you guys, and so through you guys, that's how it ended up happening onto the channel. I feel like it was kind of a thing where Sam was invited, and then he didn't really want to leave me behind. Um, <laughs> and so that's how that all happened. Um, but yeah, still kind of working through school. Um, I, I have the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just hoping it's not a train or a cliff. It is. Um, it depends on how much debt you have already. Yeah, yeah, we've we've already gone down that train <laughs> this week, Doug. Um, yes. I still go back to that post and look at it and slightly cringe, knowing it was partially my fault that you ended up posting. Wait, um, wait, what? So I was the one who tipped Doug off on that quote from the school we graduated from. Oh, right, the one I yeah. responded to as well. Yeah. Sometimes, like... You know, you say something, and then you're like, I should not have said that, and multiple movies have that as a plot line, especially Harry Potter. Yeah, um, right. And so, I had that moment entirely over the past week now. <laughs> so um, It wasn't that bad. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my story. I, I mean, I purchased my Xbox probably about a year ago, um, although I did use other people's Xboxes between um, the time I didn't have one to the time I did. And, um, I built my own gaming computer back in March of 2013, uh, 2013, 2017. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Three plus seven is 10. That's where I got that. There you go. Um, which 10 makes no difference either. But yeah, that's, that's kind of who I am, how I happened upon the channel. Um, a little bit about me just as a person. Um, I work, I do a ton of stuff that I probably shouldn't focus all on. Like, I run a vending machine, I work for a church, I work for the same place Doug works for, um, I do whatever I want to in terms of projects and other things. For instance, I punched the queen in the face yesterday. Um, Go on. No, correction, I punched the queen's face out. That's a better way to say it. One of Doug and I's co-workers, and Sam's co-workers, uh, went to um, England a couple weeks ago, and she brought back a bag of coins. And so I was trying to turn it into a ring, and one way you make a ring is you can actually just use a press to punch 
the queen's face or just the center of your coin out to where you can bend it out better and make a coin ring out of it. And so um, that may be content later. Um, I just have to perfect the process and do all that. But yeah, I punched the queen's face out. And I, I just enjoy the fact that I can say that. Dear, uh, what is it, MI6, whatever. There's the title. Punch the queen's face out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I don't have video of it. I don't have proof that I did it. I just have some coins that are kind of mangled. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, it's just one of those, I, I was heavily involved in the maker movement when it was big and I still continue to be involved in it. And so I enjoy just doing things that I set my mind to, but the problem is they're never beneficial for anything. It's just kind of, Oh, I have this odd skill that will never be useful ever. I mean, that's kind of like me buying RPG books. Oh, I'm never going to play this. Let me just go ahead and buy it anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, any type of book that you buy, unless it's for school, there's really no reason to buy it. Oh, even for school, I never used them. Yeah. No, I didn't either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also I also really enjoy the arcade side of gaming. So, like, I'll go to... Number one, I've said this multiple times in the past podcast, Dave & Buster's is coming to St. Matthew's Mall. Um... And so I'm super excited about it. And round one is coming to Jefferson Town Mall um, down on the south side by you, Derek. And so uh, there might be some arcade stuff as well that I'd like to end up doing eventually. But, yeah, Doug and I, I, I made the comment one time at work that I was like, you know, I really just want to go play a, a coin pusher. And Doug was like, me too. And I was like, well, joke's on you because I'm actually going to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never do anything. Um but yeah, I just I'm I'm kind of a jack of all trades but a master of none. Except I could very easily become a master of a few things, but I'm just too lazy to actually continue to do it. I see when I when I I mean this is gonna sound strange, when I think of you I don't think of like a gamer per se. Like you know, I think of Derek, oh, definitely a gamer. Definitely, definitely. Like, I don't think of you of a gamer, more like a creator, almost like if left to your own devices in a shop full of tools, you will build the end of the world via ro- a robot. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite go to robot yet because I haven't. I haven't decided to focus on uh, robotics in terms of programming. But uh, there, there's two people at the hacker space that I go to. Uh, one of them's name's Gary, and one of them's name's Jose. And Gary would create the end of the world on accident. However, Jose would create it on purpose. And there's the that's the two type of creators. Either someone will do it intentionally, or someone won't do it intentionally. But it's going to happen. See, I think you're more of the do it unintentionally because you're bored and you're like, I wonder if this will work. Build, 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 whack, 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 and I have created the apocalypse. Cool. I I do go at a lot of projects with, I wonder if this will work, and with the mindset of if it fails, it's not the end of the world, which is a good mindset to have. However, it's also setting standards very low. Like... I, I still, at, at work, uh, you've never seen it, Derek, but he has a circular, like, I want to say it's a fidget spinner. It's closer to a fidget spinner than anything. But it has, like, four gears in the center of it, and they all surround one gear, and, like, you can just sit there and hold the middle and just spin the outside, and it makes a satisfying gear noise. It, it's it's gears. a planetary gear bearing. You can find it on Thingiverse. I didn't, like, design it. I just printed it. Um... But, it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's so satisfying to play mm-hmm. with. I think I've seen one of those. You probably have. I mean, I'll I'll print things for people if you want one. But I just have to get my 3D printer working again because I haven't used it in a while. I take it. Nice. Yeah, you have a desktop 3D printer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, don't it sits you also on have a one desk. Those, like, those little uh, pen ones, too? Yeah, I, I actually was using... I used the 3D printing pen to do the eyes on that shark that I have on my desk. Nice. Um, but yeah, I have that just for little things that I can just do. Um, See, I, I got one for Chris, birthday or Christmas a couple years ago. Like, I, I haven't used it a lot because obviously there's a, I'm going to build this, and you're like, okay, maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know how to do this. And so just like, well, I don't want to waste filament for a while. But I, I might try to pick it up later this week. 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to replace a command strip, it's a great thing to have. Um, there's never really any super useful things to do with 3D printers until it's like a impulse thing. Until you um, buy like an $800 one, you're like, and I'm building everything I need. Right, yeah. I mean, if I needed to build a container to hold screws, I could I could do that. Or if I wanted to... Um, if I wanted to make uh, like a... 2D version into something 3D. Like if I wanted to for Derek's birthday, um, which is already passed, which is why I'm giving myself a year buffer. If I wanted to make a, uh, <laughs> um, just like an 8-bit flat character that you use as a bookmark, I could use that 3D printer, or I could use a 3D printing pin. Um, and it's just it's one of those things that it's good to have around, even if you don't use it every day. It's one of those things you have in your in your house, and then three years later, someone's like, I need this done, and you're like, I have a solution. Validation! It's kind of like having an HDMI cable sitting around. Someone's like, oh man, I forgot to get an HDMI cable mm-hmm. for the Xbox. I don't, the, the I don't know TV how many player. times one of my roommates comes downstairs and goes, hey, Micah, do you have a, do you have one of these? And I just rummage through a box and give him two of them. Because I'm sure you have a box of cables, just like no oh yeah. Cables. No, well, actually, I have a you know those cartons that you can normally buy like glass Coke bottles in, yeah, like the the cardboard cartons, and you can buy beer in it as well. But I didn't get it from beer. Um, that sure actually does really good for organizing and holding cords. You know, I, I looking at it, like thinking about it, that totally makes sense. I probably would have never thought that. You like fold them up. And yeah, you s- it works really well, and so I that's my cord caddy. Nice. Uh, Is that like the desk bucket? Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll just we'll just say yeah on that one. Cool. Um, but yeah, in the future, I hope to do more making and more content in making, um, or at least trying to get more on the backside of actually producing things. Because uh, right now Derek does most of the editing for everything, and he also streams, and he has a full time job, and he has a kid, and, and uh, so... I have a cat. and a lot, and a lot of the, as of recently, a lot of the recorded content we have as well. Yeah. See, here's 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 a lot of my problem. Um, this is gonna sound surprising. I don't have a lot of interest in being like on camera. I like, like I like creating the notes for the podcast because like. That's something I can do in, in the background. I'm not a, I'm not a camera personality. I like being support staff. Like if we were, uh, you've watched My Hero Academia. We've all have. Um, I would be in the support uh, t- class. I definitely would not be a hero. <laughs> huh. uh, put me in the support, and uh, we'll build some babies. <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> Sam was the only one who wouldn't have gotten that reference. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love it. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite characters, just because it's like, uh, it, like it, go back and like, like watch Sky High, things like that. It's like, I, I don't know. I I don't think I'd ever want to be a hero. Like, you know, we discussed a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, I like the power to you know change what what did we agree? Mass or was it density? It was Both. Mass. I said density, you said mass. I was wrong. No, I said you couldn't do one without the other, so therefore you'd have to do both. Right. Either, either way, we're not going to rehash that argument. But, like... Because you lose. I, yeah, I, I don't want to be a hero. Like, I do, but, like, not not like All Might, who's just like, I am a hero, ha ha ha. It's like, dude, let me just... You want to be Toyama, who has the naval laser. That is somehow useful, but at the same time, you're like, I'm not a hero. I don't know how oh, I yeah. got sorted into this class. <laughs> I, I, I would be in ho- I would be like Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter. Just like I'm there and like there's a few occasional moments where I'm just like dude, that's pretty that was pretty BA of you. Wow. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Uh quick story, uh, from yesterday about how, you know, there's really a situation I could have got mugged. Uh so I went to GameStop to go make sure I had Monster Hunter and Destiny pre ordered, which super excited for Destiny. That's a di- topic for a different day though. And coming out, guys standing by a car with a cart full of, like, you know, cases of soda and stuff like that. I was like, hey, man, do you got a phone? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, uh, well, my cart from, like, PickPack was taken. Which, PickPack is, like, a super, like, crappy dollar store. 
that if you find yourself in life going to pick pack, uh, that's a really sad time in life. Uh, but he had a cart from there because they didn't have those like like wheel locks, and so he went to use a Kroger, and he had, was using a Kroger cart. And he's like, uh, yeah, someone took my cart, and I can't take my groceries back home. And so like it was one of those moments where it's like I could have said, nah, I don't have a phone. And, you know, knowing the area I live in, that would have been, like, a fair assumption to be like, nah, I'm not in a great neighborhood. They're going to, like, grab my phone and dash off. That's not even their groceries. Or whatever. Or I can let them borrow my phone, and they'll be like, well, see ya. I was like, where do you live? And he's like, oh, just up the street. And he listed the exact, like, where he exactly is at, like, but I'm not going to share that because that's just too creepy. And I'm like, you want to ride? He's like, yeah. So he tries to push the cart towards my car. I'm like, I'll leave, leave that there. I'll, I'll grab my car and be back around. You know, get in the car, sit there and for a leave. Second. <laughs> yeah, like there's that moment of like, you know, I don't owe this guy anything. I could just leave. Like, that's the smart decision to do. If you know where I live, there was like what a thousand crimes by mid-January for the year. There's like the smart decision is to just be like, nah. Sucks to suck. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything other than the fact that I told the realtor that I'm working with that I don't want to do that side of Louisville. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, no. What would Mr. Rogers do? Got to be a neighbor. Because literally and figuratively, not like literal, literal, but, you know, close enough for hand grenades and gunshots. Uh, and so, you know, bring my car around. Make sure the car's open to put you know, sodas in there. Put them in there. Starts chatting. Starts chatting. Get to his house, unload the groceries. Dude starts crying, just talking about pretty much everything in his life that had led him to the point of you needing a pick pack cart to carry groceries back and forth because he doesn't have a car. And I'm like, cool. Uh, you know, very awkwardly, like, well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go now before things get weird. And then left and then came home and told my fiance. And I was like, yeah, I could have been mugged. Wow. It was great. It was great. What would Mr. Rogers do, and what would Uncle Iroh do? Right? But it was just one of those, like, that, that, you know, that's not an All Might move. All Might would have been like, let me buy you a car, if that makes sense. All Might would have been like, here, take hop, this, and give him a piece my, of hair. Jump on, on my, my back. Hop on my back. It is okay, because I am here. Eat this. If you think about it, All Might really doesn't have much going for him. <laughs> no, not really. Like, he's uh, just super strong. He's basically the Hulk, but nice. He's a Japanese version of an American superhero. He's, he's, oh, a, he's right, a Japanese yeah. version of Superman. But in the show, he's even American. Yeah. Isn't Actually, the, he's not. He, in the first episode, they go, ah, oh, it's the American. No, he he totally is, because he says uh, in like the interesting... Well, which which episode was it? Basically, like no, no, and when he's going to defeat um, the guy who created all, f- or one for all. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, that guy. Or all for one, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He He's uh, flashing back, and he's like, I came here because I wanted to help people. And when he's talking to his mentor. So yeah. he's legit American. Detroit okay. Smash. Yeah. The United States of Smash, best move ever. Agreed. But it's just like, you know, I don't want to be, you know, the hero on the spotlight. I just kind of want to do things in the background. I want to write things. I want to, you know, do things like that. Eventually, I will... You don't want to be a big man. You just want to fight like everyone else. Uh, more like, you know, there's big YouTube content creators like Markiplier and guys like that. Uh, the Rooster Teeth. I don't want to be, you know, Michael from Rooster Teeth. I want to be the dude who edits the videos. Eventually, I would like to get a computer and be able to do the edits. Because I'm, I just know I'm not a camera personality. Yeah, you got the face for radio. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, I'm like I said, still going, still going for the homeless recipe and look. <laughs> nice. I actually just shaved. Nice. Blasphemy. I know. <laughs> All I'm right. thinking about eventually getting uh, going for the Don Draper stubble. Nice. All right, let's move on. We've got yeah. 25 minutes. We still got stuff to cover. Yes. So let me introduce this because it's new. Okay. Okay, so we're just going to answer yes or no to the following questions, no explanations, and then after we answer all the questions, then we can kind of talk about what that was. Sound good? 
Beige? Yes. Okay. So, lava and video games. Yes or no? No. Spiders. Uh, Derek, yes or no? Oh, I thought it was just for me. My bad. Uh, yes. No, no. it's everyone. Sorry, I'm uh, Spiders. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading the question. Spiders. Uh, no. Yes. Mute protagonists. Yes. Derek? <laughs> I can't believe oh, you did. Nice. <laughs> I was nice. going. Jeez, you guys are taking a long time on the uptake of that joke. <laughs> no, no, I got it. I just wasn't going to say anything. Yes. I was just like. Well, I know that we have network connectivity issues, so I'm like, maybe he didn't hear me. Yeah, no. Next one. Yes. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with mesothelioma? No. Not that I know of. Boomerangs. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't like the criteria of yes or no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yes, but with certain restraints. Okay, we can discuss the restraints afterwards. The vague, ominous guys meeting with the king. Yes. It's kind of like forced medicine, so yes. I mean, so, by the sounds of it, lava and video games, spiders, boomerangs, and forced bag ominous guys meeting with a king. I mean, it sounds like we like we generally just say no, because we said no to video- lava, no I to did. spiders. I said yes. Yeah, we had a disagreement on a lot of them. <laughs> okay, so, like, we're 50-50 on Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh my god, that... <laughs> Everything but mesothelioma <laughs> is lockering of time. Yep, that's the point. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't pick that up. I already knew it because Doug talked to me in the middle of the week about it. So, what was your, what's your criteria? All right, let's go back and go back to the beginning and why yes or no. Why lava on video games? Yeah, your yes or no? I said yes, uh, mostly because it just provides an extra challenge. Uh, a lot of games that have lava, you're pretty understood. Like, hey. This is what you're supposed to do. Except I think in one of the only few that I can think of is Metroid. That you eventually get a suit and it's like, eh, it really doesn't do anything to you. It, it, to me, it's like a really cool environmental hazard that can be mitigated later. Alright, so I said no. Because okay. personally, Lava in Video Games has too much variation. Uh, now, specifically, I'll use one example. Side-scrolling Mario games. You touch the lava, it's an insta-death. No, regardless of how many hearts you have, regardless of how much uh, power-ups you have, it's it's an instant death. Yeah. However, 3D Mario games, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, um, Odyssey, uh, I can't even even 64. You hit the lava and you bounce and run faster. So it's not, it's the, it's, it's the it's inconsistency. It's inconsistency in that one specific game series. Okay. Now, you can argue that it's a different series because it's a different, like, okay, 3D versus 2D, it's not really the same. Uh, it's It follows its own rules between the 3D versus 2D versions. But it's still, I, I still feel like it should have been the same. And it's not just lava that causes insta-whatever. For instance, in the Half-Life series, it's that toxic waste stuff. It functions like Lava does in other video games, but you can, like, it still gives an obstacle, however you can overcome that. So, in the Metroid game, yeah, you, you have Lava that you can't go into. However, eventually you can, and it opens up very needed parts. However, it keeps you from going in those parts until you're ready to. So it's a gating mechanism, and not, like, level design. Right, so that's that's entirely a good example because like the water is the same way. You get the various suit, and then you get the gravity suit. Like as soon as you get that second suit, you can do whatever you want to in the water. Hmm. And so that's you're building call. up to yeah. where you can use not only okay, you got this suit, but you also have the speed boost, and you can go into the lava. So you can speed boost through the lava now to get to another area that you needed to go to earlier. I dig it. But, like, it's just, I don't like the variation of lava. Like, lava in video games is obviously the first step to go in video games. Because everyone's, like, like Derek said, everything, everyone knows lava bad. Yeah. But it's it's the it's the variation in the regulation of the, what the lava does is my issue. I dig it. Uh, but a little behind the scenes, uh, lava in video games used to be water levels in video games. But we're not answering yes or no to that one. Spiders, so you said no, correct, Derek? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, just, why is that? Just the webs. You walk into it, you suddenly start doing kung fu, and it's like, whatever. And the spiders are just always skittering around, and their bites are more painful than just, like, standard bugs.
bug. So it's just like, eh, I'd, I'd pass on spiders. If they're outside, I have the rule of, if they're outside, they're fine. If they're in the house, they die. So they're kind of like my theory on velociraptors. In theory, I'm fine with them, as long as they're not in my personal space. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would bother me none if velociraptors are running around on, like, the Serengeti in Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that would be cool to see. <laughs> exactly. David Atten. Ce- Cecil the Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> I should imagine David Attenborough talking about Velociraptors. Alright, so what did what did you say about spiders? Uh, I'm okay Spider-Man. with spiders in video games. Um, or is it spiders in general? Because I'm also okay with spiders in general. Because, spiders in general. Yeah, so either way, I'm cool with them because they take care of the other bugs I don't want to deal with. Right? A, a well-placed house spider is way better than like a can of mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll talk like if there's a spider in my shower I'll be like okay you got about six minutes before I need to take a shower, if you're not gone in that six minutes this is your eviction notice. You die. You drown. Sp- spider buddy, you got eight eyes. That means you're gonna see me taking a shower eight times. I suggest you. And then I'll skedaddle. definitely I'll definitely do the water bending thing with the water running down my arm and then I'll cast death on it because I gave it its chance. Right. I also worked outside for two summers, so like spiders are a necessary evil. Yeah. So mute protagonists. I said yes. I also said yes. It lets you fit into the character. So like Master Chief, like Halo. Master Chief, Chrono Trigger, Pokemon, Zelda. GTA. Uh, yeah, GTA Online. Mario for a while. Yeah. Um, it's, go ahead. It lets you fit and put your personality. It's you're the character. They're not your avatar. It's your character, and especially in RPGs, it lets you make that decision. It lets you basically fill in the dialogue to a question <laughs> that the king asks you. Everybody okay? I think I don't. I don't know if we're okay. Okay. Uh, I hear coughing in the background. Uh, I know. Okay. So, uh, do you think video games have suffered since getting voice acted main characters? Yes. See, it's it's different. Um. So, for instance, Mass Effect Andromeda. Regardless of who you picked, it had a voice, but yeah. you could still make it your own. And there, there are plenty of other games who have main main protagonists that are are vocalized that are fine, and there are plenty that are not vocalized. Like like we said, um, with GTA Online, uh, Destiny Two, you never actually speak; it's a ghost who speaks. Um, but it definitely lets you put more like more of yourself. Like it, it, you can own it more. Yeah. For instance, reading a book and then watching it in the movie—that's not how I imagine them hearing it or sounding. Or like I mean, when you only like like Penguin Zero, another YouTuber who's huge. Well, he does voiceovers for things like videos, like um, he he does like the what is it, Vance whatever with um, Green Gobbler. Um, he he did he did the voiceover for that, but then I saw a picture of him. He's nothing like I expected him to be. So I kind of ruined the illusion of who he was, and I think that's a risk if you add a voice to a protagonist. But, like I said, with, like, um, Mass Effect Andromeda, it kind of fit, because you wanted to hear that. Yeah, I mean, different games have different things. Like, Destiny could have used a voice. I wouldn't have minded. But, you know, I I want to say I play it on, for the gameplay, not for the storyline. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've been getting way into Destiny in the storyline. I read it for the articles. Yes. Uh, which, fun fact... For a couple years, uh, they did try to go with articles only, but by then everyone's like, yeah, right, and so they just never got off the ground. That's a weird thing. Was that a cat attack? Yeah. Nice. Definitely can tell our uh, podcast is recorded in houses. (laughs) So, the the one that's always going to remain for every yes-no question is, have you or loved one been diagnosed with mesothelioma? Everyone knows that commercial, so we're not going to explain that. <laughs> nice. Uh, boomerangs. So, I think I'm more interested to hear Misha's opinion on 
why are you conflicted about boomerangs? I so Breath of the Wild, they're absolutely useless as an actual boomerang. A hundred percent useless. If I'm gonna range something, I'm gonna use a bow. Because right. nine times out of ten, when you throw a boomerang in Breath of the Wild, it's gonna break. It's never coming back. <laughs> right. And that's the point of a boomerang. And then like other games like so four swords or Lincoln Time, it comes back. Yeah. And it's actually used like it should be, which is okay. But like any other game, boomerangs are just not popular enough to be actually used like they are or should See, be. I'm going to grant you, especially like one of the ones I had in mind was Secret of Mana's boomerang. It uh, starts off as like a standard like Legend of Zelda, you know, triangle boomerang and eventually evolves into like the chakram which is like a circular blade like xena princess warrior and it's like boomerangs in and of themselves not interesting but things like boomerangs like the tron discs that's yeah yeah which technically they aren't boomerangs because they have to bounce off something to come back um captain america's shield is a lot a lot like a boomerang on occasion Mm mm-hmm so you said yes to boomerangs, correct, Dang? Yeah. Just because boomerangs are awesome. Yeah. Really I mean, that it. said, well, if someone said, hey, here's $20, go buy a boomerang on Amazon, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I mean. I'll never I'd use it. Well, I'll and throw that's, one. Th- that's the thing. I've actually, like, tried to do boomerangs. They're really hard to actually <laughs> do well. <laughs> right? And that was after about two concussions. So trust me, I could, I could throw them to where they came back, but they're super tricky. It, plus, then you have to catch them. That's yeah, that's the, the that's the part where I failed. <laughs> nice. So, vaguely ominous guys meeting with the king. I'm really surprised you didn't get that one, Derek. I just, I, I didn't pick up on that one, yeah. So, you said yes to that, correct? Yeah. It's, it's a nice story inclusion of, like, I think everyone can agree that, it, oh it's no. It's like this- deus es machina, so, like... It's it's gonna happen, yeah. Plus, we like seeing the very storybook villain meeting up with the king, and you're like, "How does no one else notice this very <laughs> clearly marked evil wizard dude?" Especially like Ocarina of Time. It's just like, you know, you think someone would have stopped and said, "This dude doesn't look kind." I mean, they even threw it in with, like, the games, like, Sort the Court, where you have a yes or no decision, and it makes it... Like, they have characters called Vaguely Ominous Guys, yeah. and usually it's, like, three three raccoons in a trench coat, or, like, some other thing that you're just like, oh, of course, I should have seen that. But it's it's just become, like, that general, oh, yeah, this this is happening now. Pretty much. And it's, and it's a classic story feature that... Honestly, I don't see going away for a very long time. It, it works. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like um, going back to Destiny. Eris Morn from the original Destiny. Like, she has the three glowing taken eyes. Not taken eyes, but hive eyes. Just like, she's vaguely ominous, and they turned it on the head. Yeah. Yeah, I know who Eris Morn is. That's not sarcasm. I actually do. <laughs> okay, I was, like, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not quite sure on that one, but... Uh, do you remember? Uh, you didn't play the original Destiny, did you? No, I wasn't quite sure if he was doing sarcasm or not. Oh, okay. So we just pretty much said it's kind of a mixed bag on Le- Ocarina of Time. It's not one of my favorite Zelda games. Same here. Majora's Mask. I was like, same here. Mish, what are your thoughts on Ocarina of Time? Um. I still prefer um, Link to the Past. Same. However, Ocarina of Time definitely... It it had its perks. I enjoyed the music qualities of it. I like uh, Link to the Past, caveat, randomized. Yes. <laughs> I like the game where it's not even much of the game anymore. It's just kind of a, oh, this happened this time. <laughs> I, I like Mass Effect Andromeda modded, so that way the textures look better. And uh, the characters don't speak. Well, and, uh, randomized... And it's actually playable. Destiny 2. And like, <laughs> well, the, the randomized, it's like, okay, you can find random items wherever. 
So it makes the game new every time. Hey, I broke this pot and found the Master Sword. <laughs> well, it's more like I opened this chest up in the, you know, the graveyard. Oh my god, it's actually the Master Sword. Yeah. Because if you've played Link in the Past as many times as I have, it's not that exciting to go, I know where this goes. Like, you, you optimize it and go, I'm going to go here, then I'm going to go here, I'm gonna go here. then I'm going to go here, and I'll be done. With randomize, it's like, you actually have to put real thought into going... The, the game becomes the puzzle. The dungeons become the facilitator of that puzzle. So you're like, okay, so I have the flippers and I have the sword. What dungeons and chests can I go get? It makes you yeah, think I'll, about I'm with it. you on that one. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm really getting into the uh, watching the Legend of Zelda Super Metroid remixes. Yes. yes. I'm just like, I want to do this. Simultaneously, I don't want to do this. Right? <laughs> so let's go on to uh, the next segment, which I'm going to explain. Uh, basically, today, uh, and it's going to change next week, uh, we're doing answering some of Ask Reddit's you know, top questions of the week for when I created the notes. So it may not be the top questions of the week, and they are, and we're just going to go in line. Uh, what real event in your life, had it happened in a book or movie, would be obvious foreshadowing it? Uh, the start of this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, um, like, the, the moment I discovered, like, you could live stream on, like, ustream.com, um, I, at that point, I was like, I could do this, but it'll never mean anything. And it's like, oh, child. Had you stuck with it, I wouldn't be here with I wouldn't be here recording a podcast had I been doing that at that time. Oh, yeah. You know, because that rolled into uh, Justin TV, which rolled into Twitch. So it's like, the things would have taken a different turn had I stuck with it. Had I actually went and done it. Uh, You know, then streaming blew up, and I could sitting on a million bucks. It's kind of like Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. So I'd say it's foreshadowing the event of I now do live streaming and I now do content creation, but back then I was like, eh, I'll go be a youth pastor. And I'm like, ugh. Hey, now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't want to deliver pizza for a living. Um, I'm (laughs) sorry. I don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The youth pastor doesn't deliver pizza. Uh, yes, Domino's will take uh, 15 large pepperoni pizzas. Yeah, we don't deliver, we order it, and then <laughs> deliver it anyways because it's too expensive to have it delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Mish? What what event in your life would be obvious foreshadowing? Uh, actually, today, when I went to see this house, um, great house, four bedroom listed, uh, one bathroom, kind of okay. But we walk into the fourth bedroom, which this is like, used to be a porch, but dude enclosed it, and then you put a cross space underneath it. Uh, There's a hatch in the floor. (laughs) 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 And I kind of walk a little bit closer to it, and then we walk away from the room, and I, I I just look at the guy showing me the house, and I'm like... Can we open that hatch in the floor in the back? And at that point in time, I'm like, this is when, like, the zombie apocalypse is witnessed, or this is when we find out the dude before us was a child slave labor person. Uh, I was expecting, all, like, was it the Dinkelberg's son who was in the in the crate or in the buried in the back of the place? And anyways, um, basically, I was expecting to open it and see something absolutely horrendous. Uh, and... We just kind of avoided it. So (laughs) that's probably the most recent one. Um, I mean, I guarantee, since it's for sale, I guarantee there's nothing down there. But it's also... there's everything down there. I I mean, it could be like the room of requirement where if I go back and actually purchase that house, it's not going to exist anymore. Um, But yeah. Yeah, that's probably the most recent one. Trying to think of... Obvious foreshadowing. Um, I'm not super sure, <laughs> honestly. That's fine. I mean, you're the I one who s- wrote this question. I mean, I would say like spending a lot of times in libraries as a kid, and it's just one of those like 
now I work for several libraries. I'm just like, this is the greatest job ever. I get to, like, work for my old library. Nice. I mean, I think that, like, that fact is kind of missed on occasion. Like, Derek, you and I used to go to the Las Vegas library. You and I used to go to the Albuquerque library. We work for those libraries, and that's so cool. Nice. Like, well, not anymore, but... Well, I mean, yeah. Nice. But, I mean, it's like one of those, like, this is the coolest for... Like, it's not, like, obvious foreshadowing, like, obvious, but, like, every time one of those, I want to work in a library, I want to work in a library, I want to work in a library, suddenly I work for libraries, and it's just like, this is cool. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, next question. How could Pennywise successfully lure you into the sewer? Hosting a more successful podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This week, sponsored by Derek Self-Loathing. Sponsored by the creepy, unmentional eldritch horror in the sewers. Uh, no. (laughs) I don't know. That seemed like a really funny joke at the time, and it probably wasn't. Um, 15 bucks in this half-eaten Snickers bar. I don't know. I'd probably say, like, uh, tech. Like... You want you want an iPad? No. I meant a Galaxy tab? No. Google Glass? You're getting warmer, Pennywise. <laughs> You're simultaneously getting warmer, and... You have one? Anime waifu. <laughs> Pennywise with Google Glass. Hot nerd. As you walk away. <laughs> okay, Google. No, okay, go- oh god, I just activated my phone. Um, <laughs> whoops. Um, yeah, tech. <laughs> How about you, Mish? Tacos. <laughs> I like how I can still hear Derek's Google. Whoops. Uh, the only thing that would made that last part funnier is if we heard the Google and then all of a sudden just a... We're good now. <laughs> the robot Wham! uprising has been stopped. <laughs> but yeah, tacos. Tacos would be a good way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tacos are good. I was going to joke and say cold ravioli, but I mean, I would do that for like a half-eaten Klondike bar. You do but... it for free. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You, you As... pay to do it. <laughs> 87 cents every time. But like, I don't know. How could Pennywise lure me into the sewers? Um... Probably another Mass Effect game, or, like, Skyrim, but for real, honestly. Uh, Unlimited Destiny 2 Silver. Ooh, yeah, actually, I could really use some silver right now. Nice. Because I'm trying to get all the arc and all that, uh, glows for my Solstice armor, and I don't have them all. Ooh. I know, right? That's like the saddest and stupidest, which I kind of makes Pennywise the smartest thing, because it's just like, you want this thing temporarily? How about you come down and get it the easy way? He's like the Eververse of horror movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What news, Guardian? <laughs> Alright, calm down, Pennywise. He's just dressed right. up as Cade 6. Hi, <laughs> the <Yeah>. Guardian. <laughs> well, I'm Batman. So next question, what real historical event, if it was the plot for a movie or book, would be called terrible plot design? The black lung that Kelly has. Um, <laughs> I will pass that along. Um, okay, so maybe controversial. A D-Day. Okay. D-Day. <laughs> Why? Okay, numbers-wise, that was the one spot... That there was not a giant, like, wall with a lot of defenses. Because at the time, Germany was building a, like, a seawall to keep out impending forces. Had the Allied forces landed literally anywhere else, they would have failed. They hit the one spot that had, uh... Nothing theoretically stopping them, which except they did. So they still fought through the weakest spot, and that that is a decisive victory. Was a deci- well, it was a victory. I don't know that I'd classify it decisive with as many casualties as there was, but it was a victory. 
Okay. I mean, that makes sense. How about you, yeah. Mish? Um, I the burning of Rome. It was like it it lasted its time and now it's gone. Let's bring on the barbarian. Well, it's just like, oh yeah, what should we do now? Uh, oh well, we just want to kind of do a scorched earth campaign. All so right it's kind of like every Sim City campaign I've ever run. <laughs> it's like oh, I've built a successful city. Tired of and this alien attack. <laughs> yep. What's this new tornado DLC? Oh please, <laughs> forty-five hours in game to build this wonderful, masterful s- city simulate. Yeah, let's just throw a volcano in the middle of it. Surely I've quick saved in the last five hours. <laughs> he did not quick save in the last five hours, <laughs> nor in the last five days. Um, I think my terrible plot design would be either the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand the Great. It was just like the dude's like failed to kill him, and then suddenly he's like, I'm gonna go get a sandwich. Screw this. <laughs> and then, like, the as the parade, like, the car got off-route, it came to a stop in front of the diner he was at, and he's like, here I go killing again! <laughs> well, <laughs> might as well do it again. <laughs> uh, my other one was going to be just kind of World War Two in general, and, like, the villains of the World War. It's like, hmm, who are our villains? In defense, uh, that's only because of World War II that they became the villains in every movie ever. Yeah, I think I think that would be slightly better if you were more specific and said the fact that Russia was okay with Germany saying, no, we won't invade Poland, but, and just I mean, taking their that, word for it. That's kind of... Of course I'm they're going to, to do it. <laughs> of course one. Of course they're going to. Of course Russia's going to win. They're in the snow. That's just terrible plot design for, like, if that were a D&D campaign, it's like, of course you shouldn't try to march through, like, 20 feet of snow wearing a backpack and summer clothes. That's just a bad idea. And then, like, you have the, the whining man-child who decides, mm, I'm just going to exterminate a race. That's always a thing I can do. And then we have, like, I mean, obviously the trope is now, it's like, really? We have Japan who has kamikaze fighters? Is this what we're doing? This is terrible plot design. You have, you know, the whiny man-child. You have Russia, who's going to be okay no matter what, because of their size and geographical location. And, like, you have the people who are built on honor doing dishonorable things. Like, that's just terrible plot design. Well, actually, my my secondary choice was actually going to be Pearl Harbor. <laughs> The Japanese picked on the one, read it again, the one target who could nuke them to oblivion. Why? So they did that. So they did that. Yeah, it's like, why? I really like how all of ours were, like, really based super right there. I mean... I mean, mine is, like, 2,000 years prior, but... The burning, a lot of, of, yeah, the burning of the, uh, the or the burning of Library of Alexander. It had all the information in the known world. What happened to it? I don't know. Burned down. <laughs> How did it burn down? Uh huh. Just fire. We told him not to smoke on the job or within eight feet of the doors, but you know, <laughs> it's like I mean, well, what was in there? Uh huh. We don't know. E-cigarettes. I mean, it's kinda like, <laughs> here's the thing, Derek. It's kind of like the D and D campaign are running. How did the Winter Queen get down there? Uh huh. No one knows. Has, is it written down? Oh no, nobody knows. That's such a mystery. <laughs> True. True enough. Okay, let's move on to some news. Shall yes. we? Yeah. Uh, and this is just quick fire news. Yeah, just quick fire news. We're not going to go on and do it. Uh, Paul Shear's Galaxy Quest TV show is on hold. I'm sad about that one. Sam. Bandai Namco announces Dark Souls Trilogy for PS4, Xbox, and... Uh, I'm sorry, PS4 and Xbox One. I'm happy about that one. And Overwatch Lego characters revealed at Gamescom 2018. Yes. Super excited about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Mish, you're into Overwatch. Did you see the new D.Va cinematic? I did, and I it was it was okay. Um, I, I like didn't. I, I don't think it quite kind of shows who she's supposed to be, though. I kind of liked it a little bit more than how she's been portrayed as like 
super bubbly. She's been portrayed as like super bubbly nineteen year old who's just a natural prodigy at StarCraft and flying and Max. combat. This one it kind of gave her a little bit of twinge of like PTSD, and it's like okay, maybe the super upbeat you know peppy kid is the facade. Yeah. It, I like that it showed her that it showed that she wasn't a spoiled rich kid who just likes expensive toys. It was like she actually had like a team, co- like comrades that she cared about, and that she was doing it not just for herself but for everyone. I liked it. It made her feel uh, more cohesive, part of the team. Why she would join Overwatch? Uh, are you excited that eventually they're you know gonna have to do a Hammond one? <laughs> No. Oh, I mean, they already have the backstory to Hammond as he came from the lunar base, and he and Winston are supposed to be super cool friends. I just think it's funny that they're paralleling Winston with a hamster. Uh, you do know that it's a parallel. It seems like it's Lilo and Stitch. Hammond is Dr. Hamsterveal, and Winston is, like, not Jumba. Who is it? Pleakley? Uh, not Pleakley. Who is the giant shark dude? Oh, Gantu. Gantu! And it's like... I mean, I don't. I don't like the idea of Hammond at all. It's like they're close friends, and yet we haven't heard about the. I changed my answer to the real historical event that would be terrible plot design: the introduction of Hammond. <laughs> Wait a minute, they were best friends. Why are we just hearing about this a couple years after launch? Well, it was also teased as well. Um... Having a hamster in the background of everything Winston does. A tease does not make. That's Nick saying, next we're going to have Reese's peanut butter as the next hero, because Winston's been pictured with peanut butter. I mean, it's natural. I mean, it makes sense. So Hammond definitely has a different play style, though. Not to go into it at all. Um, But he's definitely a character that is a good addition. Um, But it gives... It it makes playing a tank more fun. That's that's pretty much all it is. Maybe I have to load it up and try it. See, I like when you do. I, I like all the heroes. Like, I think Anna's a good character. Uh, Sombra is great. Like, none of the characters, except for maybe Doomfist. Like, I'm not a big Doomfist fan. He's really fun in Ultimate Mayhem, but that's about it. I mean, but, like, all the other characters have, like, a feel to them. And they play the way they feel. Like, Torbjorn is you know, a very... Sup- did your cat take up throwing knives? Yeah. I mean, like, Torbjorn feels like a support character, and his story is a support character. It's not like he's a tank, but he plays kind of like in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like, his story is his character design. Mm-hmm. Torbjorn's support, so he's a support character. Brigitte is... Brigida. <laughs> I'm not saying Brigida. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, isn't isn't that the one that's got like you know uh, purple skin and and that's Widowmaker. No, like they, he got really mad at Goku once and uh, set up uh, Frieza. No, it's Vegeta. But... Oh, Brigida. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh... that's the show, folks. <laughs> As we play the credits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, we actually are at the end of the show. So, I have one last question for you guys. How did you like the new, like, yes or no formats and the burning questions? That's for you guys listening. Please answer. <laughs> well, I mean, next week we're not going to do the burning questions. We're going to do something a bit different. Uh, still using Reddit as a resource, because if anything, I take everything I uh, talk about in life from Reddit. Well, yeah, if it's not on Reddit, it's not worth working on. Anime r slash anime waifus. Um, <laughs> Please don't visit that one. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's real. It probably is, and it's probably filled with smut. <laughs> I'm, no, yeah, a good one uh... is r slash suspicious quotation marks. Yes, yes. Favorite what was that? What was that one you showed me, Doug? The other r slash r slash Disney vacation. <laughs> All right, so r slash Disney vacation and r slash where did the soda go? r slash Disney vacation is stupid, like how like WikiHow pictures, like you go to WikiHow and look at all the stupid pictures, <laughs> and they change what it's about. Yes. Like one is how to write uh, 
a duck erotic novel, and the dude is thinking of ducks. <laughs> nice. I'm just like, what? Send me those later. And then r slash where did the soda go is uh, infomercials. You know how they like cut the black and white and they do something really stupid? Like open up a cupboard and like a fountain of Tupperware lids fall out? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And it's just like uh, Anna opened up the dimensions to the, the uh, door to the Tupperware dimension. <laughs> something like that. Uh, a it's good cool. one. Uh, this is how I'll end. A good one there is uh, go to r slash popping. No, don't. Do it. Do it now. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You don't know what it is. Um, I do know what it is. Anyway, that's the end of the show, folks. <laughs> we just list our favorite Reddits. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't be too far from how it should be. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. We appreciate it and we'd love your feedback. If you like it, great. If you don't, also tell us. We want to know so we can get better. Um... Mm-hmm. And, be sure and to... if you do have a subreddit that would be a fun game or idea or just want me to see a fun subreddit, go ahead and tweet us. So that yeah, way like look Clicks at to it. Hitler. Oh, Clicks to Hitler so fun. Yes, I love that one. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time. Bye.